Good whatever, everybody. It's time for another edition of the Jaded Eye Film Reviews Podcast. The street rats living in the palace now? Ah, that does it. All reports are in. Life is now officially unfair. It's the Jaded Eye Film Reviews Podcast. Good whatever, Jim. A good whatever, Alex. How are you? I'm warm, possibly sunburned <laughs> already. Anyone would think summer has arrived with a vengeance. No, it's all of this global heating that we're hearing about. Yeah, there are lies, fake news. What well, are you talking about? I, for one, am in favour of it. Because, you know, <laughs> it's warm and it's June and we're here uh, so welcome, getting away from the heat. We're welcome back to Disney Watch. Yeah. What Disney masterpiece sponsored by our overlords at the Mouse House have we been to see this week? It doesn't matter. You'll get what you're given. <laughs> uh, this time we have been to see Disney's Aladdin, the other one that isn't the animated one all mm, i mean no (laughs) in the same way that a sausage is all pig right okay fine but i mean Uh, it's by disney so it must have been wonderful well we'll find that that in time but first you're trying to get away from the ridiculously easy quote i I, I need to know was it from a disney film because if not it doesn't exist uh of course it was from a disney film Jim. because if not (laughs) they don't exist Um, was it Ratatouille? No. A drat. The was... street rat is living in the palace now. <laughs> Come on, <sighs> where have we heard someone called a street rat recently? Oh, goodness me. Is it from the original Aladdin? No. Because that would be cheating. It would have been so much easier, though. Mm. Is it from the Emperor's New Groove? Oh, no. Oh, sort right. of Put close. me out of my misery. It's from... The Return of Jafar. Right. Aladdin 2. The straight-to-video sequel. To Disney's Aladdin, <laughs> created initially as a lead into the Aladdin TV series, but released on the home video market and making more than ten times its budget, I believe, convincing them to start that trend of releasing shoddy, shitty sequels direct to video. Wow, is that, that they responsible? They did all through the 90s. Is that responsible for it? Yes, it is. Why did that take you 25 minutes to find a quote from? Because I couldn't get a better one. <laughs> I've never seen Return of Jafar, so perhaps that's indicative of its quality. I don't know. Trailers? Yes. Trailers. All right. What um, non-Disney tat do we need to talk about briefly before we talk about the real films? Yes. I mean, here's where the parody is going to struggle to uh, separate itself from reality, because, of course, what we saw was a non-Disney superhero (laughs) film... And uh, boy, we didn't want anything to do with this still, do we? <laughs> is this the uh, reason we've got in full with the Ma- House of Mouse? I mean... Uh, how many times have we seen a trailer for Dark Phoenix? At least half a dozen. Uh, how many times have we seen the same trailer? Because I think at this is a different three. one again. Is it? I think every time they just keep recutting Slightly different. it. Totally. <laughs> Slightly different. Because it, it wasn't the one where Magneto turns up halfway through dramatically. No. It wasn't no, the early no. ones. But it it is... didn't have stuff in space. It oh, didn't yeah. have all the cuts from previous films going, God, look, this is a movie oh, cinematic yeah. universe. <laughs> I swear, they are just recutting this every month until it's, somebody says they want to see it. It's 90% the same content. Oh, no, no, I don't, don't get me wrong. There's only so much of a film they've got <laughs> to work with here. And if you rearrange the look, trailers, they've covered the whole runtime. It would look properly weird if in the final scene they added Marvel Spider-Man or something, <laughs> just as in a desperate attempt. The big twist is that, technically, they've covered 100% of the film, so this counts as a release, and they're counting the box office <laughs> from every film it's been trailed in front of. It's I gonna, mean, on paper, it's going to make them billions. It's quite a unique way of doing it. I remember, was there a Brian De Palma film where the trailer was the main film sped up? Really? And they, 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 would st- they showed it in high speed, and they stopped for like two seconds of, mm. each, of one or two key scenes and just went, you've seen the entire film, but you don't know the story. Uh-huh. And we were like, well, that's different. It, it is. I kind of like this idea yeah. of making you go to see 15 other films to piece together this one. What, like like a Marvel film? <laughs> <laughs> like an Avengers I see, film? yes. It is a really cheap way to do a cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to think outside the box here, guys. We haven't got their cash anymore. Uh, so you yeah. don't think they've Oof. paid James Oof. McAvoy for 15 film franchise <laughs> deals? No. no. I, I mean, what more is there to say? It still looks rubbish. Uh, yeah. It's... Oh, I, have you heard the, the story that came out this week is they had to entirely refilm the ending because it was no. too similar to a recent superhero film. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be cohesive Absolutely. That's not at all going to just suddenly transform into what? The Avengers are here to save <laughs> us? <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the original one. I see. They were really be... happy with it. Right. And then they turned out that someone had just been copying notes from the <laughs> Avengers script. Someone pointed out saying, this film has to be in the can before Disney take over. Yeah. And this, is, this has to be fully Fox. Disney refused <coughs> to go anywhere near this. And also, we should have twigged when the script kept referencing Captain America in the <laughs> final scenes. And the Hulk... And Fastbender turns around and goes, Why didn't you tell me there was a script? I thought I was just supposed to ad lib. I mean, I was supposed to just get angry again. And that scene will also be in the film. What did they say in the film? Charles, you made a mistake again. No, they said, um, uh, There's always a speech and nobody ever cares. (laughs) Which, you know, you can't say if you go and see this. Guerrilla marketing. I love it. You're always late, there's always a speech, and nobody ever cares. Yes, yes, that's true. <clears throat> Can't mean, say we didn't warn you. Is this what must this be the said. last time we will see a trailer for this, presumably. Or anything to do with the film, I'd imagine. <clears throat> uh, it's due out very, very soon. June the 5th. God, there's another month left to wait for this to come out. No, if it's June the 5th, there's about three days. Excellent. So they're bringing it out God, on a Tuesday? In June, Big opening we weekend. Big opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely getting the most out of it they can. Oosh. It's a... Uh, hmm. So you're not going to be taking the day off work to make sure you get to that midnight screening? No. Going to... Because, I mean, surely at the IMAX they'll be doing an all-nighter of the <laughs> entire cinematic, X-Men cinematic universe leading up to this one, won't they? Well, that'll take a long time. Or they could just do the good ones. <laughs> basically lead straight in. X-Men 2, then yeah. Logan. And then just finish. <laughs> and then, yeah. Not even show the Dark Phoenix. don't do this one. Just go... <laughs> you already saw a better version. Don't worry about Put it. Put 12 of the trailers on afterwards and let you piece it together. I love it. All right. So, do we want to go with the remaining repeated trailers... Uh, or do we want to stick to our non-Disney lineage? Mm. Let's go. Let's get rid of the repeats first. Get rid of the repeats. Yeah. All right. So in the Lion King, we've seen this a couple of times. I yeah. mean, it's a Disney film, so it'll be amazing. Can it, hardly of wait. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. It's. Are we sponsored by Disney <clears throat> yet? Not do yet. Do we need to keep working on this? When there aren't anyone else left, I figure they'll have to give us something <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> or we'll just like. We'll pretend to be a rival studio right, and they'll okay. just buy us out. Oh, a brilliant yeah, idea. That's the idea. So should we make animated films that uh, are very <clears> similar? <throat> yes, I was That thinking, won't lead to being sued, will it? I was thinking maybe we could pick up the rights to Kimber the White Lion. Right, excellent. Because um, if Disney are really going to sue us about them being too similar there, <laughs> that is going to be pot kettle. Um, <laughs> we've said everything about we've this already, about, haven't I mean, we? the CGI is very impressive. Yeah, the it, film... Trailers don't tell you a lot about the story, although it looks like a shot-for-shot remake. It looks like a shot-for-shot remake, which is something that we may debate the merits of when we come to talk about Aladdin in the main feature, whether it's a good idea to do that, because, you know, if the audience is the same, then they're too young to have seen the real Lion King, or is it a bad idea to do that, because that movie already exists. What's the point in making it again and making such lazy first thought thought First thought choices as, you know, who's the modern day Rowan Atkinson? Money, perhaps? It's John Oliver. Well, yeah, and I suppose... This is going to make a huge amount. They're saying opening weekend they're projecting at 230 million. Whoa! I mean, I remember when 100 million weekend was shocking, but... yeah. Isn't that just the price of tickets? How is this going to make that money? Does anybody... Do, do I, people? I mean, this has been... Presumably Disney just buy the opening weekend tickets. <laughs> it's just a entire, like, a, you know, pyramid scheme that's going to fall yeah, apart then, at some then, point. But it... it I mean... It's a big franchise. It's very popular still. I mean, everyone's heard of The Lion King. Yeah, but they've had the stage musical. They've had a million sequels. And so they know what they're going to see. They're not going to be threatened by something weird and different. Hmm. I mean, franchises rule now. When was the last time you went to see an original sci-fi concept or an original comic book hero? uh, You much prefer seeing people you recognise on screen again, aren't you? Well, that's because they don't make them anymore. (laughs) Because nobody goes to see... Oh, okay, it's chicken Mm, and egg. It is a bit... it'll go one way or another it'll be this is a stunning tour de force oh it brings back memories of the original because it is the original I mean it's even partially the same cast isn't it Uh, James L. Jones suggested we're not sure if he's recorded new lines or if they just used the old ones (laughs) Um, who plays Scar in it it's not the same uh, you're going to make me say his name that'll be the one ah Oh, no, no, it's all new class. Donald Clover as Simba. And and they're um, veering it a little more authentically African (laughs) heritage than the original You're wading into a bold area here. Yeah, do do, do we think? (laughs) With Seth Rogen. 
Well, Seth Rogen, I mean, uh, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. South African? Possibly. <laughs> Um, yeah, yes, because John Oliver is very much of that ah, but, continent. But his, but his character was always English. What, British? Yeah. A British animal? Yeah. yeah a, Na- British a native bird. British animal. I don't, I don't remember the Robin sequence in The Lion <laughs> King, but maybe you can help me out. Um, I think it'll either do great guns and it'll I be think like it'll the jungle. I think it'll do a amount of money because it's from Disney and everything from Disney is wonderful. Mm, that Just remember is that. a good point. <laughs> Um, you know, like the Jungle Book did, and that was John Favreau, same yeah. director, same sort of thing. Um, or you'll get people just going, "Meh, what's the point? I love this. I've already seen it yeah. a million times. I own the DVD. <coughs> I don't care about seeing it." I think yeah. I think it'll pull people in. I think this will work on the effects. I think right. the trailer looks spectacular, and because mm-hmm. there's no human, there's no human characters in the original at all. That doesn't look like they've injected any into this, have they? No, I didn't. Think and so. so you won't get that kind of. These animals look great until they stand next to somebody who's actually there. Yeah, that's true. Which you know, a lot of these things suffer from. Whereas this can build an entire world. From they might, they might have been all in the computer. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. They probably, there's probably some on, on on set camera work, but I think that'll help the effects. And I think it could be one of these really kind of like spectacular kind of you know, like a, moving the the bar if you like. Almost, almost like the Planet of the Apes films. Kind yes. Of. Uh, nowadays, you go to see the spectacle of the effects, and the totally. story is largely secondary. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think that could that could be one of the selling points, and the nostalgia hit as well. Mm. Is, you know, what more can you ask for? Something original? <coughs> uh, well, yeah, we can't all be winners. <laughs> That's true, and it's presumably still a kids' film as well. Unless the lions get very realistic and very well, violent. See, I was wondering. It's unrealistic to not show the lions' genitals. Oh blimey! Was that was that what you were thinking about? But if they do that, would it push it into a higher certificate? Or because <laughs> it's an animal, is that okay in a U or a PG film? And I really can't decide. They are talking animals. Yeah. I suspect they'll happily go with that lack of realism. Yeah, but if they did... Unless they are literally saving the money shot for the film. <laughs> but if they did, what do you think the censors would do? Would they say, no, this can't be a you. You've got a naked animal? Because they would have to say, well, animals don't wear trousers. I, th- I think the talking elements and the human elements yeah. of them would probably push I mean, it. they're not allowed to depict their genitals. And I... yet, how is Seth Rogen going to illustrate those hilarious fart jokes <laughs> if, 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 if they're, you know... You, ra- you raise a fascinating point. I mean, you know, I was more concerned with its box office and the effects, but clearly this is... I want to know, do they draw the line? At, 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 Maybe where do this they is draw what the, the opening weekend will be, people like you wanting to find out. <laughs> if it's already it's done only... 250 million of pre-orders, it's for the inquisitive minds who are going to walk out in the first half hour once they've seen what they need to see or not see. It's the last mystery of the Lion King. <laughs> I'm building suspense for our Disney overlords. <laughs> You think you think you know the full story? I imagine not until you've seen it. I imagine they're saving that version for the Disney Plus spin-off show, <laughs> which is inevitable. The at this Disney place. X spin-off show. <laughs> well, you know, like, not... ne- like Netflix, you can pick your login ID, you can choose what sort of available things. Absolutely, you'll see. you know, there's not going to be that's going to be the last thing left for Disney to buy soon. <laughs> uh, so that's the Lion King. Well, what a weird tangent. Let's try and stay on topic a bit more. All right. Back to another random beloved children's film effectively mm. being remade. Yeah. This is Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4. And this 4. Is, must be the same trailer we saw last time, isn't yes, it? Yes, I think, I think so. No, because we didn't see any of the stuff with the stuffed animals last time. Oh, that's time. true. And it was we, a longer trailer. And we didn't see anything of Duke Kaboom. That's right, Where yeah. I spent the old trailer trying to remember who was doing the voice. Who is no doing plots. the voice? Keanu Reeves, Mr. Oh. Personality himself. Okay. <laughs> Did not picture him as that, no. Um, so, yeah, we learn more about the uh, That it is just another remake of A Toy Gets Lost. Yeah, and the others, you see, they have to go and find him. And along the way, they ask some existential questions that are really ought to be beyond the scope of a kid's film. But equally, having said that, the earlier Toy Stories introduce and deal with these concepts in some of the most approachable and... Um, considered ways of any film so <laughs> I'm not saying they should avoid it I'm just saying having questioning your own purpose for existence as the cornerstone of your kids film franchise is uh, 
Well, the kind Bold. of original thinking that possibly we don't get these days. <laughs> you can only get with a Disney film, is uh, what you yes, meant to say. Yes, that is exactly what I meant to say, that you can only get with a Disney film, and really, pick any. Totally. Because they're all great. As long as they're not from the mind of Tim Burton. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, they're That's all great. That's what went wrong with Dumbo. <laughs> it wasn't from the mind of Walt Disney. <laughs> the... The, what the frozen head? Yeah, they the didn't read steam-powered okay. frozen head that still churns out script ideas. I mean, whoops, so, I mean, I didn't say anything. <laughs> and we were doing so well. <laughs> Damn it! Literally, the sponsorship letter was in the post <laughs> and, until you said that. At which point, they had to buy up the postal service yeah, just so they could cancel it. Now we'll get hush money. <laughs> Sorry, Toy Story Four. Look, Toy who Story cares? Four. We don't care, do we? Uh, yeah, Toys go missing again. They have an existential crisis. The CGI still looks rubbish. I think to because answer they don't need to improve it because they can mm. just reuse the same characters. I Pro- don't know. Probably to answer my own question, I think I'd probably rather watch The Lion King than Toy Story Four. So, in terms of who's going to go and watch stuff, yeah, <laughs> The Lion King probably will do well because I mean it has what's this one, two, three, four, seven story by credits and the, two screenplays and the absurdity of, of the Toy Story franchise. I mean, part of one of the reasons that made it great was there was something like eight years between Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2. So it's a mega franchise, <coughs> and yet, even though it features toys, the gap between them, at least the early ones, means that it occupies kind of a weird hinterland, uh, kind of no-man's land in terms of toy recognition and stuff like that. Because between the films, there isn't a great deal of anything keeping this in kids' consciousnesses. You know, there isn't a spin-off series. There right, aren't okay. action yeah. figure characters, except when the films come out. Mm. But, the, you know, the kids that grow up with the series um, kind of... You're saying I don't it's not gone it transmedia a... in the way it could. Yeah. Or, well, in the way that some other... I'm not sure it can, but in the way that some others have. I mean, the Minions and that stuff just lives on and on and right. on. Right, yeah. And yet the Toy Story characters are very popular... But kind of fade from the collective consciousness, except in you know rare pockets like at Disneyland or. Is that all the fault of Tim Allen? Uh, I mean, if you're <laughs> going if to there's blame anybody you want to fade from public consciousness, he's quite high Tim on the Allen. list, isn't he? It, it is weird to think that he's absolutely best known as the voice of Buzz Lightyear now, um, and and nothing Whereas else. Whereas Home Improvement was a masterpiece on the level with Seinfeld. Well, it's just there definitely was a long period of time when you went. That's the guy from Home Improvement. And nowadays you would say that's the guy from Toy Story or possibly the Santa Claus. Good point. Good Series. point, well made. Because they made at least three of them. Is that not ripe for a fourth one this Christmas? You know, I was wondering whether there already was. There may well be. Because didn't the, the third one, Martin Short, as Jack Frost tried to take over as Santa so he wanted to kill him? I don't know, I haven't seen it. But, I mean, I imagine that's what the plot would be. <laughs> yeah, Toy Story 4, um, there's a new... Uh, Spork in town called Forky. Played by Tony Hale? Yes. Uh, best name from Arrested Development, I'd say. Veep, probably these days. Oh, yeah, Veep. Um, and he goes missing, and so the usual Toy Story story um, We have to go and save the toy. We meet copies of ourselves or of other characters. Mm. I mean, you know, I can't get particularly interested in this. It it said what it was up front, and it didn't seem to be saying anything. It probably anything do a massive haven't... amount of business again. It won't. It won't do badly. <laughs> you know, it won't do badly should we talk about some new films yes, even please. though Disney have not made any of these yes, so they're please. immediately rubbish and they are also new So right so going back to the well we mm. have Men in Black colon International yeah and this trailer this is a return of a franchise you can believe has died off isn't it what you couldn't believe has died <laughs> yeah I, I like watching this trailer made me think wait why did we stop making Men in Black movies? These were good. Like, even the third one was fun. And everyone was like, ah, it's rubbish. Like, no, it wasn't. It was fun. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Like, it made me forget why we stopped making and watching Men in Black movies. It made me uh, excited to see some sci-fi that isn't a comic book movie That's on true. screen. Uh, was and... Men in Black originally a comic? It feels like it should oh, have been. Oh, yeah, I think it was. But let's, let's gloss over that. Yeah, maybe IDW or something. Um and and it looked like fun. Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth uh, reuniting from as uh, Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yep. Um, uh, and they are well. She's she's part of the American Men in Black, working for Emma Thompson. Isn't she English, Tessa Thompson? Well, in reality, yes. I, mean, I don't know. Because is she English? 
Born in Los Angeles, California, but no. who knows? Okay, all right. Like, all right. There could have been that Los Angeles in Devon. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's American, and Chris Hemsworth's wandering accent is supposed to be <laughs> let's, English? Let's not question what Chris does these days. The big, possibly the biggest movie star on the planet. Let's not question Chris Hemsworth. Is he? <laughs> in terms of box office recently, I wouldn't be surprised. I think maybe Robert well. Downey Jr. might argue with you on that one, but okay. <laughs> He's not had a solo film out for a while. Chris mm. has taken all of the credit. That's true. Uh, so, But, I mean, you know... They seem so to... they head over to London to... Um, Meet up with Crims Hemsworth, who works for Liam Neeson, for reasons that are not entirely clear. Sure. And then they go off and fight aliens outside St. Paul's and end up in the desert. Cracking. What, what was the tagline? Don't worry about the enemy with outside, the enemy within of the threat this time. Really? I didn't notice that. There was in massive letters was in it? the middle of the trailer. Oh. And Liam Neeson was towering Hang over on. things, cackling maniacally. Whilst... The enemy within? <laughs> Don't tell me there's going to be a traitor in the IM Force. <laughs> And it's going to be Mr. Wanted. No, I'm no, sure that'll be a bait not. and switch, and it'll actually I mean, be Emma Thompson. It's <laughs> it's all being sold on the um, charisma of their two leads, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I'm sold. It does, it does look quite good. They make a it? few of the same jokes that they make before. What? At, attack them with a gun held in the rearview mirror of a car? How big or effective or impressively <laughs> sci-fi could this possibly be? Oh goodness. It's much bigger than I was anticipating. Yeah, all right. I mean, it's the same joke as Will Smith's cricket gun from the it first two films. It does feel like a complete rehash of the... But, you know, that was... Ex- except with a little less misogyny in it, because there are some women involved. Sure, in and, you know, a little less misogyny is, is what we always want. It's all progress. <laughs> yeah, if we can't have original ideas, let's just have a little less misogyny. That's a <laughs> yeah. step in the right direction. I'm really torn. I mean, this trailer... Looked pretty flat to me, mm-hmm. but the casting's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing Hemsworth and Thompson again. Um, well, Rebecca like Ferguson's say, so. in it, who's always great fun. Mm, Another it's... probably the traitor in IMF. <laughs> Let me say Emma Thompson, Liam Neeson. Yes, Ralph Spall, but we can't have everything. Oh, Ralph Spall's all right. Is he best known from what Life of Pi these days? Was the guy in uh, who worked for Fourie Electronics in uh, Shaun of the Dead? He right, said you've got red on you. Uh, my well- is, is that his biggest role? No, well, no, that was his first role, but that's, oh, okay. back, that's back when he was a fat, spotty teenager, and uh, you know, it's well documented how much I hate the fact that he went from a fat, spotty teenager into being devastatingly attractive leading man <laughs> in Hollywood films. But there you go. You've written that's many fine. blogs on the subject. I think okay. I've mentioned it on the podcast a few times. <laughs> I'll tell you that now, Rage Spall, you swine, you handsome swine. <clears throat> and no, not of- annoyed about Chris Hemsworth. But Rave Spall, definitely. Chris, Chris Hemsworth I was never going to compete with. Right. The son of Timothy Spall being a fat, spotty nerd and growing up into that is just unfair. <laughs> um, yes, I think you're absolutely right. The charisma and the interaction of the two leads and the oh, showing off something. the stunt casting. If you don't think others. Chris Hemsworth is the biggest movie star on the planet, mm. he's lined up to be in the Hulk Hogan biopic. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, sound perfect. <laughs> that is. Did you need a moment? Should we, should we pause the podcast for five minutes so I, you get your composure? Yeah, I'm struggling to wrap my brain around what that. Who else would be better? Come is on. He, is he going to shave down to like. <laughs> no, 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 no. As we know, it'll be based on real life, therefore he will have a full oh, head of, of hair course. at all times. Of and He'll only just, wear a bandana because it's cool. He'll just put the bandana on as he goes out and go, boy, my full head of hair gets really warm <laughs> under this thing. But I'm willing to wear it for the fans. Yeah, because it's what they expect. Either wow. that or they'll just CGI a ball is it patch. Be, a, be amazing. Is it going to be a um, like a serious film or... Who knows? Or a comedy? Or... I mean, part of me would love if it was made without any involvement from the WWF or WWE <laughs> or any of the other ones. That is bizarre. That's going to be insane. Is it going to come... Wow. Now, there is a film I want to see. <laughs> Doesn't Men in Black seem dull and rehashed when you can C- think com- of Compared to that, yeah. <laughs> That is an interesting one. Okay. So, sorry to drop that bombshell. I, I assumed you were so up on wrestling biopics that you'd already be aware of this. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to come back from that and talk about Men in Black International, I don't All know. right, well... Except I want to see it. Men in Black is out this summer, isn't it? Close mm. sometime soon. June, goodness me. Two Got weeks to sur- survive the Lion King. Mm. That could be tough. About the same age group will have a nostalgia hit for both, won't they? 
Yeah, well, yeah, but one will get... I mean, Lion King will be a kid's film. Men in Black will probably hoover up the teenagers who won't want to go and see <laughs> The Lion King. Well, maybe they will. Who knows? All right, so should we move on to the highest concept film we had trailer mm, today, yeah. which is saying something when you've got Men in Black? <laughs> this was Yesterday. Yeah. Do you want to try and explain Yesterday? Uh, it's the new film from Danny Boyle where a guy has a cycling accident and when he wakes up, the next day in hospital, everyone else on the planet has forgotten that the Beatles existed. And he still knows all of their songs, so he gets rich recording them because they are still popular. Because people like the songs. Because people like the songs. It's different, isn't it? I mean, we keep begging for something original. Yes, but what about this? I mean, the problem with this is right. it's written by uh, uh, Richard Curtis, so... If what you want is a Richard Curtis romantic comedy, this is probably going to be that yeah. for you. I don't want that. I, don't, <laughs> I can't express how much I don't want a Richard Curtis he romantic comedy. He's got very anymore. high concept, hasn't he? I mean, wasn't his last film where like the um, male lead discovered his the males in his family can travel through time? Oh, do you remember that? Um, there was that ago with Bill Nye. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a deeply creepy concept, sort of like The Time Traveller's Wife, where yeah. it's essentially Eric Banner. Was it Eric Banner? I think it was. Um, sort of borderline grooming his future wife from an <laughs> early age. It's, I mean, it's the kind of thing that if you raise these days as a pitch, somebody would look... Uh, yeah, about look time from the director it. of Love Actually. Good God. That is quite disturbing, but that was that's what I was getting from this kind of vibe. It's kind of I'm bored with regular rom coms. I'm going to think of a wacky idea, and of course, they'll make it because I'm Richard Curtis. Well, isn't it isn't it more that I'm go I only have sort of the same elements to remix, so I need to stick them to a wacky idea so people don't notice I'm just recycling <laughs> the same stuff. I don't know. Yeah, if that's what you want, then cool. But I, don't. I, I assumed the bigger problem for you would be the prominent placing of Ed Sheeran throughout the yeah, second half I of mean, the trailer. It's not great. <laughs> but I mean, he never had a guitar, so there's a plus. Mm. I'm hoping that he just. Do you, think, do you think he's playing himself, or do you think he's playing a record <laughs> producer who can't sing? I hope he's playing himself because, uh, as we've seen from his Game of Thrones cameo, he can't act. <laughs> was he? Was he not good? In the Game of Thrones? No, and he sang in, in the in Game, the of, Game Thrones. of Thrones. In the Game of Thrones, wow, that, that must have been tricky. Yeah. Presumably he won the game by doing that. Uh, he No, I can't remember what happens to him in the end, so I won't spoil it for anyone. Fair. <laughs> by making up something. Yeah, I could make, yeah. Oh, he dies horribly. I mean, so what positive? Kate McKinnon was in it. Yeah. She got a bit of li- a few lines as well, sort of a record executive who seemed like she might know the truth, mm. but didn't. Now, there's somebody who I don't believe has had the success in Hollywood that she should have had because she's really good mm. um, and she was the <clears throat> only funny thing about the Ghostbusters remake and that's harsh uh, not entirely inaccurate we disagree on the remake she she, uh, she did a lot of the heavy comedy lifting yes, for that film that's very true she was she was clearly worked. given a free reign to mm. do whatever she wanted and more of her stuff worked than most of the other that's cast true. members that's true who were also similarly let loose but yet she doesn't seem to have really had the breakthrough hollywood hits that is she still working expected. on Saturday Night Live? Yes, I, I get a feeling so. that probably limits her options a bit. Well, you still get three months over the summer to, you know, bang out seven movies. I mean, she's not Jason Statham. <laughs> she can she, do she, one. she has art. She doesn't just rattle out this stuff. Ah. Like some people. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but well, we're not the target audience. It's going no. to do gangbusters. Any film with Danny Boyle and Richard Curtis on the headline. I mean, and frankly, featuring Beatles music. I mean, these films. Would you have preferred um, Danny Boyle went carried on with his Bond job instead of making yeah. this? Yes, I would. Because Bond would have been very weird if he just sang Beatles songs. Well, I mean, give it a go. Couldn't be worse than Spectre. <laughs> Fair yeah, point. The, these these films are. I mean, this is like laser targeted at. People in their 60s, 50s. Coming soon, June 28th, so dropping in the height of summer. Going to have to survive the Disney period as it's known, which is basically January to December now. But but this isn't for the same audience anymore. This is, you know, this might as well be called We Went to See That Music-y Film the other day. (laughs) You know, the Love Actually one. 
Ah, oh, I see. Because that's how it'll be referred to. The Elton John biopic was sold out, so we went to see <laughs> the Beatles one. Yeah. I mean, is that is this has this got green lip because Bohemian Rhapsody made all the money and Mamma Mia made a fortune? I think it's uh, definitely a better harsh? approach than trying to do a Beatles biopic. So if that was the choice, then that's this is probably I, the I, best outcome from that. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm. Do you have so, something for your parents to go and see at the cinema? Okay, trailer number six. Goodness me, this has been a struggle. So, The Angry Birds Movie 2. Hmm. Did you remember that, A, there was an Angry Birds Movie no. 1? Right. And B, that Angry Birds is a thing. No, that, that, was, that was quite a shock. Because boy, that was. I thought they died slightly more, slightly more recently than Pokemon, but <laughs> uh, Pokemon's still going very <laughs> strong. Uh, seven years ago, I think Angry Birds was was a big oh, thing. Oh goodness and me! The Angry Birds movie even was at least three. Three. I mean, it was long after they were really popular, but to its credit, it had a standalone story. It wasn't particularly interesting. But so you've seen the Angry Birds movie? Of course I've seen the Angry Birds movie. Um, and it had a it had a slightly original story that didn't rely um, too heavily on an already five-year-old app at that right. point. Because, um, I mean, you know, presumably something like that, you're given absolutely free reign to write whatever story you want. I would imagine, very yeah. Broad parameters. Well, the the main story of that was basically that all birds are flightless, except for one who was right. able to be able to fly, um, and one uh, the titular angry bird of the title who eventually could, I think, or they used those catapults to fling themselves at stuff because the birds can't actually fly um, to defeat the pigs, and it was a fairly simple story, but it was actually competently done. There were loads of crappy kind of rip-offs or similar animations that show you that it could have been awful. Right. It just didn't really have a reason to exist. It didn't have anything. There were no songs that were well, particularly Well, I mean, it's catchy. a Hollywood tradition to jump on a bandwagon two years too late. Yeah, in this case, five years too late. <laughs> but it, but it, it obviously did enough because here's the sequel. Yeah, it was It was competently executed. Jason Sudeikis was the, the main character who I think is returning. Is that right? And he's got a screenplay credit and oh, he's crikey. returning. So he's red. You have to tell me yeah. Red is the main Yeah, one. Red was the main character, yeah. Can I make a confession? This was the best trailer of the six. Ah. I'm not saying the film is going to be good, but this was by a country mile the most entertaining trailer of the six I think we saw. <laughs> and I can't quite put my finger on why. Well, because it, it was irrelevant. It, it was, was funny. It was silly. <laughs> it was uh, coherent. Yes, it told a story. I at yeah. least knew what the film was and what was going into it. It's yes, that brand recognition, Jim, isn't it? That are also saying, helped, I think. But are you saying this is going to be the uh, most successful video game movie adaptation of all time? Well, there's not a high bar to clear, is there? Uh, I think you're forgetting Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, the remake of that's due next year. What? <laughs> if all goes to plan, they announced they gonna, it. Who are they going to? get to play anyone because <laughs> the weird thing is the game the like the latest Mortal Kombat game is now hiring um, the same actors to do the voices of the characters that did it in the movie <laughs> so um, y y you've got um, is it Carrie Carrie Ishigawa or Carrie Fushigawa who was Shang Tsung in the uh, original, in, in the nineteen ninety five film, who now plays the voice of Shang Tsung in the games? Does he do the animation as well? Uh, he does not. No. That's quite no. disappointing. Yeah, the reboot is been announced for May fifteenth, twenty twenty. Ooh, there's a podcast date to write in your diary. <laughs> We're definitely going to go and watch that one. Uh, but sorry, anyway, Angry Birds, Angry Birds. Um, disappointing. There's no Disney didn't take the opportunity to do. <laughs> Uh, Angry Birds, because they do Angry Birds Star Wars. Right, Possibly, of, course, of you know, course they do. What a great crossover. What a way to subvert expectations we've for episode been nine. For. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Angry Birds, a Star Wars story. I mean, presumably the cast in the original was as good as this. What have we got? I don't Peter remember. Dinklage, yeah. Bill Hader, Jason Sudeikis, you've already mentioned, Danny McBride, Sterling mm. K. Brown, Rachel Bloom, Josh Gad. I think some of them were in the original. I can't remember. And I mean, in that trailer, Leslie Jones is in this. Nice. In that oh, trailer, they disappeared the into original. their characters as well. Certainly, it didn't yeah. feel like they were just star names. Yeah, and even Jason Sudeikis in this, there are points at which like, I've seen this trailer a couple of times actually, and, and I thought, um, oh, they didn't get Jason Sudeikis back. And then little bits of it, mm. you actually go, oh no, that is him. 
So yeah, they do. You know, they 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 commit pretty well to this. I think. And, I mean, it uh, looked silly. It looked irreverent. It looked like there was a story to this one, mm. which, as I say, some of the other trailers are struggling with. It not I mean, the most original thing, but at least it was funny. Yeah, and you know that's a real. It's a real difficult thing these days, especially in the face of the corporate juggernaut of Disney, to do a mid-budget <laughs> no, no. animated film. You mean film. the wonderful? I mean the benevolent overlord. That's, Disney. The, that's yeah. correct. Um, to do a you know mid or even low-budget animated mm. film, well, that's without not either just a sense of a series of skits. And, yeah, without either overreaching comedies. yourself or banking too much on one big performance slash star. I mean, you know, in retrospect, the Despicable Me stuff were incredibly fortunate to get a great performance out of Steve Carell mm. and hook it to, you know, the... The money-making the machine. The money-making machine the of the minions, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, this doesn't yeah. look like it's gone down that route. Maybe they're just relying on the no, marketing I think the, name of the uh, birds as is. The most remarkable thing is, I think, it, it looks like something that's going to be... They're not going to have the mega budget, they're not going to have the mega stars, and it looked cohesive and, and competently put together, and that's... Uh, in some ways, a hell of a lot more of an achievement than being given, you know, so much money to hire whoever you like with an unlimited CG budget to deliver a, you know, not to point any fingers, but a shot-for-shot shot remake of a 25-year-old film because because <laughs> money... Which those inferior film houses, certainly not Disney, would do. They don't have the guts to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so due out in August, hmm. height of the summer holidays, presumably, or... Getting all summer holidays going to full swing. I mean, it's a smart move because by August the kids will have seen every other kids' film, yes, and the parents will just do anything to, to anything get them out of the house can. for a while. So, yeah, probably stands a good chance as long as it's in a hundred million or less. A um, hundred minutes or a hundred. Hundred million. You can't spend more than that on an animation, well, can you? These days, who knows? I bet Toy Story Four pushes it a little. <laughs> well, Tim Allen won't work for penis. No, he's got all of those other irons in the fire. Uh, hmm. Sorry. Anyway, anyway, so six trailers <laughs> to choose from. Yeah, tough one. Um, I'm going to see Men in Black International. Really? Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm going to see the Angry Birds movie too because they're a great trailer. <laughs> yeah. You've got to reward these people making an effort. Sometimes. That's true. Yeah, Men in Black. But if it's not showing, I'll go see Men in Black International. So, without further ado, we'll go on to the main event, which this time was... Aladdin! Brackets 2019, close brackets. <laughs> there are going to be so many films now where you have to put the year... Mm. Or, you know, the director or something to separate them out, aren't you? I mean, they're just going to go with Aladdin 2019. Or, or you could say, you know, the Aladdin, the one that isn't as good. Oh, so, so <laughs> putting your um, so line in the sand there, are you? Mm, well, what it's you not think? as simple as that. It's not a train wreck I was expecting. No. Let's start with that. It is not. There not are the train some... wreck that the opening half hour promised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it... it, it... Patchy is the best way that I can describe this film. Um, because I can't boy, think of a film that's turned on a dime so many times yeah, as that one. To, to, and it's not it's not Aquaman the way that it's a completely different film every ten minutes. Yeah. But that, although it became a pop video at one point yes, for a several good, times. You know, ten minutes. But it the, is a musical and that's not unheard of. But most of the songs I mean, to be honest, one of the worst things about it for me was the songs. Right. I don't know if it's just the cinema we were in, but the lyrics were almost unintelligible oh, good. for most it's not of the just songs. Me. No. Could like the, I it get it really had I the assumed, feeling because there were mm. the, the credits made it clear that there was the original songs and there's some new songs. Yeah, new lyrics. Now, yeah, you know, Carl's on the table. I have never seen the original Aladdin all the way through, what? so I wouldn't totally. Oh, I, right, okay. Having now seen it, I can tell. I can immediately guess which are the new songs and which are the old songs. Yeah, and I've, I'm going to say that I think the first couple of songs were new. Only because it sounded like they were mumbling because they were embarrassed about the new songs. No, I were think they it's, actually reusing the no, old songs. No, I think it's the other way around. I think they're mumbling the old ones because they're keeping lyrics that maybe don't necessarily completely make sense with their character. Right. And plot, oh, okay. But they, uh, what this felt like, it looked to like, me, it looked like Guy Ritchie didn't know that people can't run and sing. <laughs> that seemed to be an issue. That maybe yes. you should overdub someone's voice when they're having to run. It This felt so much like he came in and said, I want to do Aladdin. And they went, brilliant idea. I love it. 
um, but you're going to do all the things the old one did, right? And he went, what? No, I'm going to do like a similar story, but different. They went, from the mind of Tim Burton. But it's going to have the... And they said, no, no, we know how that finishes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's going to have the songs in, right? Otherwise people will get upset. And he was like, no. And they're like, well, I think it will have the songs in. (laughs) Which that's interesting. So in the original, Mm. are the songs two bars long? No, because to me it felt like they were embarrassed by the songs. Yes, that's exactly how. But I that felt like it was coming from the director, right? But maybe not embarrassment, maybe incompetence. Not in the not in a nasty way, but I don't Come think on, Guy, Guy Ritchie, Ritchie. You're allowed to be nasty. No, but there are things I think Guy Ritchie does well. I think this was actually shot beautifully. Like you never were confused about what was happening on the screen, no matter what. Mm. You think you really? were? Yeah. I, I was kind of con- and... confused why we got a piece of slow mo followed by "I swear, speeded up film." When was the last time you saw something and, that speeded and, up filming? And, and when was or that? Was that or was that our broken and when was screen? That? that was during one of the songs because he <laughs> didn't know what to do, but he knew he had to put it in there. So he had to go, but they're just going between. I don't know, speed it up, then slow it down, and it was. That was bonkers right. oh, okay. because he can't do Whereas that. Whereas the didn't magic know what the carpet rides, you could follow entirely clearly, or reasonably the... well enough. But that was also during one of the songs. Jim. Okay. Whereas the the colours, the set design, the actual photography, the framing of everything mm. looked beautiful. He wasn't too tight in on people. He wasn't at weird angles. He you could see he what could was do going a one on shot. Wow. A little bit, but so many people wouldn't. I mean, or there's can't. no. I'm really surprised. I didn't think there was anything that really stood out in terms of the way it was it put was together. Really pretty. You didn't think it was pretty? The costumes were pretty? The, yes, the costumes were the pretty. The environment was pretty. I didn't get it from the shots. And I also wondered if it was... I can't... Too pretty is the wrong word. Mm. But the opening Oh, sequence, everyone was too clean unless they were specifically supposed to be poor. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah. even but did it slightly poor from, people were very did clean. Did it take away from the magic when the genie arrives? Because you've, you've the fact that everything had looked so spoiler alert. Yeah. There's a genie who turns yeah. up who can do yeah. some magic in Aladdin, and up to that point, we'd, we're all, we're effectively supposed to be in the real world. Mm. But because it's based on a cartoon, we've got to have a monkey who can do amazing things. We've got to have to- borderline talking animals. We've I... got to have a sort of semi wizard, and we've got to have a magical kingdom. No, but I... in the cartoon world, it just flows. I think, but actually... in this world. I felt like they wanted it to be such a big leap when the genie arrived, but they hadn't done enough of the groundwork. I'm not asking for like the East End of London. No, I think but... it's the opposite. Because remember the framing device at the start. This is a story in the tradition of you know Alibaba and the Forty yes. Thieves and the Thousand and One Arabian Nights. That was so that are name checked. Right? I, I do not buy that character at that moment at all. No, absolutely. <laughs> what, that one's in one of the problem to files. Be fair, to be fair, we got to a justification of it, but wow, that is a painful starting. It's. It, um... And why have that character telling the story? Uh, that is a... Well, I think for this framing device, the idea that we aren't supposed to be in the real world at the start... it could be anybody's story. Ah, uh, yeah, but the reason it's that character doing yes. it is a nod to the original, in which, if you look really closely, the, for, um, the, the, the stall holder at the start of the animated film, who's trying to sell the lamp to mm. somebody, has the same face as the genie. Right. In it. So the implication there is it was a story he was making up to sell the lamp to somebody and didn't really ever happen. Okay. Um, so that, that I think is a nod to that. And right. Or yeah. a riff on that, at least. No, no, that, that makes a bit more sense. Um, so Doesn't I work. think. Because you see, one of the, you know, one of the on the fence moments is he comes, he isn't ever particularly shocked by any of this stuff. I mean, well, one of the genie's lines is. Wow, you're just amazed by everything. And yet he takes in his stride an awful lot of stuff. He says, oh, a magic carpet. So they are real. <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, so it's clearly a world I, where I that was a definite possibility. Actors, but maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe that was an intentional line reading rather than just the best he could do. Well, that's, yeah, that is the possibility. Because he could smile. Yes. And he could dance a bit. Yes. And the CGI version of him could do some parkour. None of them could sing. <laughs> I'm not sure what else he could ask for. He, he had That's the right look. on Princess Jasmine. She um, had quite a singing voice, I thought. She had quite a lot of computer assistance, I maybe, maybe it's on Altitude, yeah. but I thought she had the best singing voice. Maybe, Out it's, of them, maybe yes. it's comparative to who she was working with. You see, that's also the thing is I her songs, or, or the ones where she got the most to do... Mm were much louder and they were the original songs right. they were new new material you know this speechless is the big thing and that 
at that point... <clears throat> that must be a new song. Uh, that must be... I mean, I, if they're not using exactly the bit of the film for the music video for that, then they're insane because <laughs> I, it almost is because like he got second... the film literally mu- stops. Yeah, and, and becomes <laughs> like... And just goes, hang on, I've always wanted to try a Bollywood-style music video. We're just going to make one of those for a few minutes. But wouldn't it have been braver if they'd gone down that full route and had more dancing interludes and things? Yeah, but I don't think he can do it. And I don't think he wanted to do it. No. I think he was forced to do it. And possibly... I think possibly they were kind of bad so that they would have the argument and maybe run out of time to fix them and so they would agree to cut them. And what they said was, over my dead body, are you doing Aladdin without this in it? Because those bits were to the detriment of this film. I kept asking myself, if you hadn't seen the original, which, you know, let's be honest, there's going to be a lot of the audience who haven't, when you come to this... Is it actually going to be helped by those court back bits, or are you hmm. going to go? This is out of place here and not very good. And I found that For the me, bits it where they totally was the yeah, latter. Me too. Every time they broke into song without the magic element, that felt really painfully yeah. bizarre. And because it was so short, it almost made it worse. Yeah, it's again that straddling that middle ground. If they cut them out. That makes sense because then you can say it's the magic effect of the mm. genie that makes the people sing and dance. Yeah. If they go full bore and have a five minute song and dance sequence, that fits the tone of the film. Yeah. But to have the guy sing mournfully two lines and then stop, and to have another character sing a couple of lines and then stop, it just makes it so bizarre. So it's almost, I mean, it, it points towards the idea that it was filmed in such a way that you needed to be able to cut out discrete bits if you had to without, you know. So, yeah, when you were singing, you were singing. But they didn't feel like they were longer songs. No, 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 but what I mean is they'd done them like that Hmm. so that if that whole snippet of song had to be removed, you don't really create continuity problems around it because the whole film stops around it. Which shows that the song isn't required. If the story doesn't, if it's not required to tell the story. And potentially that, again, there's some argument that says... I'll do it this way so that we can just agree that they're not required, let's take them out. And somebody <laughs> says, no way, you're keeping them in. So, yeah, the bits that didn't work well, I felt, were almost all of the callback bits to the original one. They right. seemed embarrassed about the, the, the songs that they were using. Um, again, that could just be the audio in the cinema we were in, but it was near impossible to tell what but they the were But the fact singing. that the other songs were fine yeah, that's true. suggests yeah. that it must have been intentional. intentional or they fixed it bizarre. halfway through, I don't know. And... Um, so I thought, you know, it was really pretty, and overall, actually, the story, excising those needless callback songs, I actually quite enjoyed. It hangs together, doesn't you know, it? It was quite fun, and even about fifty percent of Will Smith, I quite liked. The other fifty percent was cringingly bad. <laughs> was painful to watch. Every bit of CG of him was awful. And again, to me, because they did things like the tiger so well, that suggests it's not a budget thing. It was mm. either they had to go and redo them a or lot. Or they've already done a lot of tigers for The Lion King. Or, <laughs> or you know, The Life of yeah. Pi, and they can yeah. literally reuse the same <laughs> model. Right. Whereas this is something tiger. different. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. But, I mean, God so damn, did you the not, CG did you not like Will Smith as a genie? Because, for me... Sometimes. I've not seen a film that took such a leap of entertainment the moment he appeared on screen. Mm. I was really sort of getting into this kind of, no, it's been silly, there's been, I'm quite bored of now, Mm. I'm not into this at all. And then he appears and gives it the shot of life. And I mean, it's pretty much line for line what Robin Williams says, isn't it? I mean, that's a problem. They've hired an actor to do an improviser and then told him to copy the improv that the last guy did. But it's dynamite stuff. It's still great. He made some... It really felt like they kind of told Will Smith. I loved the whole introductory sequence in the the cave. That was was my favourite moment, I think. Wow, okay. He was so charismatic, it just burst life. Particularly how bad some of the early stuff had been. I did not like his character until he became a real person. (laughs) Um, Now, see, I have the completely opposite. I thought he worked brilliantly as a genie, and then when he is just Will Smith... In a turban, it's just he's just so incongruous that it doesn't fit. I <laughs> know, I know. That's bizarre. Whereas when he's because he's like a he's a larger than life person, mm. he can't sing apparently, which is a bit of a surprise. Yes, yeah, it is um, a shock, but awful. but when he's a blue CGI thing, 
that fits with him being so out of place. But some, but I mean, whereas when he's supposedly terrible. when he's supposedly being, you know, going going incognito, it's like mm. no, that's Will Smith. Oh wow! I know I didn't no, have the same reaction. At all. I mean, he looked, I he looked terrible when he was the blue. Giant it was all thing. like putting his own hand on his own chest. They were both sort of wobbling over each other in really crap. But CGI. that's the point. He's not supposed to look real. Yeah, but he, he looked well, like no, a magical he's, being. He's supposed to look like he's there, and he's a flash of color that's different to what else is going on around him. I oh, thought he was cool. brilliant effect because you couldn't have gone photorealistic. You didn't want to go photorealistic. No. If you're going to do that, you might as well just have Will Smith standing there. I mean, was he only blue because they didn't want to raise the idea of him being his natural skin colour and very obviously a slave? Because, <laughs> I mean, why else make him blue? Well, because Robin Williams was blue. So? So therefore they're copying everything that mm. they can. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think that's far more likely than them coming to that decision. I, yeah, I guess. I, I, yeah, I didn't like him when he was CGI. I thought... Cause, he also I made mean, some weird choices look. with the character. Like in about a third of the scenes, he was playing it really camp, almost like a teenage girl or <laughs> a stereotypical gay guy. Yeah, like, especially at the start. And he was doing it not just for like you know snippets. Well, he was of trying it. different characters, like Robin it, did. It, yeah, and he's not good at that. And it was weird. <laughs> he and was better like, at that than choice. he was at having to sing. Or be endearing, may, uh, or being uh, human, but wasn't or he, being normal. Uh, but when he starts doing... Or being a parent, or any of the other things he's human asked to do. Human beatbox breakdowns, wasn't it? Just <laughs> embarrassing. It, it seems like somebody who used to be the epitome of cool is now no longer cool now and has realised he has no idea what being cool is anymore. So he's trying all the things he used to do you see, that's and they just look sad. Whereas I got the other kind of vibe where it's, he used to be cool, he's not anymore, but he does not care. Mm. So therefore, he'll do whatever he likes. And for me, as a, trying to be a, as a human character with the rest of them, that's where it all fell apart. Whereas when he's this giant blue bizarre thing, which we have a precedent because Robin Williams doesn't fit with anything else no. in any film he's ever been in. So I can't imagine everyone in Aladdin kept up with him. So who who was the main character of this film? Because the way I counted it, there were three. Yeah, and it couldn't really decide. Which one it cared about most? Now, to its so credit, you're basically it saying the tiger, gave... the monkey, or the parrot. Yes, exactly. That's where you're yeah, going. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's tricky. It's I mean, tricky. It is. It is a crime they didn't get Gilbert Gottfried back for this, if you ask me. Because <laughs> I mean, but the animals were another one of these weird decisions where they were. Should they have been more car- cartoonized? Mm. Because I mean, the monkey gets some reaction shots, but they're not. He doesn't look like a real monkey. No. But he doesn't look like a fun cartoon monkey. He's quite yeah. freaky. I mean, that's the I mean, problem we're so going to have with the these live-action remakes. So much of the film puts you in the, in the uncanny valley. Yeah. Where, because it's humans doing these things, you can't get away with the weirdness of the cartoon. Yeah. And the, But again, for my, that's why the genie worked, because it was a weird CGI creation. And yes, it had a human face, but it was still... It never crossed into the uncanny valley. You never thought it was a real thing. I think it got close. Kind of actually at the start and got better as it went on mm. for that stuff. Um Definitely the first sort of, like you say, half hour of the film was starting to wander a little bit, and then it got interesting. Um, It wrapped itself up fairly succinctly, actually. I think they did a pretty good job of bringing the story up to date, being faithful to it, Mm. uh, without just copying it beat for beat. Because they made some significant changes, presumably. Yeah, Um, and I think it was really well... uh, Actually, from that point of view, from story... um, it was pretty well put together. The the just the baffling things. Well, I suppose we know why they're there, but the things that did not work for this movie were, by and large, the things that it felt like it had to copy from the old one, and they just mm. they just felt so, you know, Does literally the work? shoehorned in. Far? Yeah, pretty well, I thought. Um, they by a Marwan Kanzari. I think it was updated. I mean, I loved his performance. You know, he 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 did a good. Um, brooding and sinister without being pantomime villain although I think it could happily have been wouldn't pantomime it, wouldn't villain. Wouldn't it have been better if it was a bit more panto? It would have been better if I think if you'd made him a bit more panto then you definitely would have had to do something with the parrot because Yes know. but I mean they're, they're, you know, they're, one, they're all part of the effect aren't they? Yeah. The, the main characters. I, there is a point For me he there felt is a... a little flat. Oh I liked I don't I know. Good. I, I, th- I think he could have gone bigger. I think that's 
Yeah, maybe I just figure. maybe I just wished it was Ben Kingsley. Maybe you know, I mean, that was that would have been too far. I'm not saying no, that was I right. Know. But I didn't know going in who who it was, I mean, and I did you know, find it's myself not going to be a case where he's going. He needs to be hiding in plain sight. It's, no, the film's going to make it very clear who the baddie is very early on, and I just felt like he could have gone a bit larger again. Just like so many of these films, he's yeah. caught in that middle ground. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't if he goes, you know, more serious then he starts to get violent and unpleasant but if he goes larger and cartoony one or the other probably would have worked better i don't know i don't know because i mean it raises the same issue that you had with the animals which is if he is the big scenery chewing evil Mm. guy it's going to be in quite stark contrast to the other humans who are there sort of playing it in the middle groundy type thing you know it'll be obvious like well why is the sultan keeping this guy around whereas in a cartoon you know they're both more cartoonish yes, literally yes. Jafar is incredibly evil obviously and the Sultan is a bumbling but you've already introduced thing. the idea that he's under some kind of mind control so it's not the most difficult thing in the world uh, yes. to push that a bit yeah. further yeah. Um, which seems to be a bit incoherent as to his uses and to its um, benefits and so well, on but... at one point his whole motivation didn't make much sense because he has it, 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 uh, without giving away any of the plot, what he attempts to do is the same sort of thing they used to do at witch trials. Which, you know, he kind of says, um, if you're telling the truth, uh, then, and, and, you know, and you can help me, then you'll definitely die immediately. What's, so... what's that line? If you drown, then, then you're human and you're forgiven. If you yeah. fly away, you will return immediately for summary execution. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's so that was odd. Um, yeah, but they had to get that in, I suppose. I mean, I think they did a good job not moving too far away from the plot, but um, not cleaving too religiously. But then it to was, it. but also, yeah, it wasn't a shot-for-shot shot remake, mm. presumably by any stretch. So the themes, the fact that they gave, um, you know, the fact that they gave more than lip service to Jasmine's arc, which you know in the original played film by Naomi Scott was film. was very much. Uh, um, a Disney princess in the classic mould. Um, not so much. I mean, there are there are some interesting arguments out there that say actually in this film Aladdin is more the Disney princess than the princess. <laughs> you know, she represents more mm. the slightly one-note handsome prince character, where really all he was trying to do was actually win her favour. And we don't know a great deal about her backstory, particularly. You know, I don't think that in the I can't remember. It's been a long time since I saw the animated one, but I don't think. She has the same motivation in the animated one. I think right. she basically has not really any motivation. I, that seems more likely given <coughs> yeah. the time period of when it came out. Um, so there's an I argument. Liked, I like that element. Of yeah, it. no, no, no. I, I think it that was good storyline, and it was interesting to have. And um, mm. I think the biggest success of the additional stuff was her handmaiden. Right. Yeah. That those were some of the funniest moments, both on her own and her interactions with Will Smith. That was who was played by. That was Dahlia, who was played by Nassim Pedrad, who I haven't seen before. She seemed really familiar. She did, but from what Apparently I can she's tell been you, in Saturday Night Live um, for a while. Been one episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I, I doubt that was probably wouldn't remember her from remember. that. Um, but yeah, she's she uh, she was funny. She was. And she was. Uh, Unfortunately, she had to work with the real-life Will Smith, so those bits didn't work as well. <laughs> you didn't me, like them. Okay. We've already disagreed quite some, quite clearly about that. So what did you think overall, then? I think it's probably a recommendation. It's one of the most mm. uneven films I've seen in quite a long time. Yeah, but it never crashes and burns. Like, just when you think it's... The opening scene crashes and burns <laughs> quite spectacular. <laughs> Straight out of the gate, it yeah. falls off that, the runway. That has to be one of the most misguided opening ten minutes or so it, I've seen in a long I time. I can't put my finger on why it's so weird, but it's weird. It's so just so wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and But it recovers from that. As I say, for me, the CGI Will Smith saved the film. Okay. For you, it, it tanked it. No, I, yeah, I think it was really off-putting and every attempt to copy what Robin Williams did fell flat. It felt to me like um, Will Smith had been given the direction mm. of just improvise, have fun with it. And he isn't very good at that. Okay, you see, I thought he was given the direction, do the Robin Williams thing. <laughs> and then don't at all, you know, like, jump from it. Uh, no, I think he was. Yeah, right. that was also there. He was definitely given bits Do you think that he, got he was not two to different improvise people. on. Yeah, um, and then yeah. But I, yeah, it's weird as I say. But overall recommendation. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Think of I, land with kids. I. 
You see, I was thinking this as as the film went on. There are parts of it that are too dark. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that you can't hear the lyrics is going to make a difference to the impact it has with kids because they're not going to be able to leave the cinema singing these songs. Don't they just hum the tunes or don't they get it on iTunes or Spotify afterwards anyway? Maybe, maybe. But it's certainly, you know, I mean, Frozen is a great example of the song can absolutely keep a film in the the memory for a long, long time. Um, And Moana as well. They all have these great... And there was one, and that was the new one. But then the new song, you've still got a whole new world. That was pretty well done. Friend like me still worked. A friend like me, I, I found almost unintelligible. Really, yeah. that's interesting. I couldn't hear half of the words that were going on there. <laughs> um, I think it's just because I kind of remembered it that I understood right, it. Yeah. I think if I'd heard it first time, I wouldn't have a clue what they were that's saying. That's interesting. For the most part. Um, they got rid of the bit about um, uh, chopping off your hand if they don't like your face. <laughs> uh, well, you know, there were always going to be some cuts. Weren't but there? I think that was even. But Hey, that was even removed from later cuts of Aladdin in theatres when they re-released it. Because it's a little bit insensitive. Um, good job of representing people of a admittedly slightly fictional uh, geographical area fairly well. It felt authentic. They didn't completely I whitewash it. I can't say for any accuracy whether it was. Mm. Because we know Hollywood will often go, well, he's vaguely foreign. And yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but it at least gave the impression. Again, it was a bit hit and miss. Mm. It wasn't whitewashed, but no. it, but it still felt a little bit kind of, he's generic from that part of the world, he'll do sort of thing. But it was definitely a step in the right direction. And yeah. The fact that there are no major white characters at all. Yeah, I don't think so. I think oh, is a, yeah. is a step in the right. It wasn't sort of the white guy's the baddie or anything mm, like that. Yeah. It was just simply, no, we don't need them in this film. Yeah, because it's not relevant, that was, yeah. Um, And it wasn't a magic white genie solving everything, (laughs) that probably helped. I am surprised that this wasn't terrible. Wow, given, given surprised both, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, given both it's a live-action Disney remake, they mm. are trying to replace Robin Williams in an iconic role, they're <laughs> replacing him with Will Smith, trying to do improvisational yes. comedy, and it's a Guy Ritchie film, and let's be honest, <laughs> he's not had such so a great So are you saying it was a low bar and you're surprised how far they cleared it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, Yeah. That's, that's a recommendation. You've got realistic expectations going in, and it, and it, and it was whelming. Uh, I, it was, yeah, no, it it was better than that. It was better, it was better than, than that. Overall, I enjoyed this film, and I thought it had as an original enough story that I almost kind of said, "Hey, they did something new with that." Yep, that okay. was entertaining. That's fair. There were bits of it that really I felt, "Wow, this is." not good and cringing but then there but were other bits them... that really worked yeah and there were so... n- and none of them were enough to just check me out no. of the film and not come back so uh, yeah I maybe agree it's with that. low I mean, expectations I, th- but... I think that it helped that it got better as it went on yes that, that, yeah, that's for me true. that first half hour 40 minutes is very bad mm. it has it has the worst songs the bits you can't hear it has that utterly bonkers opening scene that I just <laughs> cannot put my finger on why just an actor out of place I think that's what it is um, for me, the moment the genie turned up, it takes a massive step forward and it holds that momentum. There are wobbles, there are odd mm. bits, but overall, it's well performed. It looks pretty. It's, As you said, I, I agree with the yeah. spectacle in terms yeah. of the costumes and that. I don't think it's well directed. No. I'm not that wild by it, but hey, kind of everything. Better than expected. Do you think it's going to. Um... Can't wait for the sequel. It's called The Return of Jafar. <laughs> Do you think it's going to get a sequel? Do you think it's going to be. I think you're going to make plenty of money. I don't know how brave, how much Disney are willing to then spin Mm. off sequels of their remakes. Okay, so I think if people go to see this, they'll enjoy it. I think so. If they don't, I'm not sure it'll skew for younger kids. No, that I mean that's a problem from an audience point of view. Like who's going to go? Yeah, because I don't think it skews for the younger kids, and I don't think the teenagers will get anything out of it. But I think it's one where it's going to be really easy for people to trash this online and have some valid points. But I would say this will really be a case of, yeah, there are some mistakes and there are some bad choices, but overall, it's you can still have a lot of fun with this film. I mean, I think the fact that we take away different bits as, yes, that worked, no, that was the bad part about it, says that 
you know, you, your mileage may vary, but we still yes. both came out saying oh, totally. it, it, it went well. It's only I think, but it, we both came out positive. And I think it'd be really easy online to point to a couple of things and just go, look at how bad this is. Do not go and see this film. Yep. Even if they have never seen it, and even if they've only seen that clip of it, you could definitely have see the wrong clip. Even if it's the same clip, it could be like the wrong a guy one Richard to a different film? person. Yeah, maybe. And that could put them off seeing it altogether. So I really don't know whether it's going to sink or whether it's going to... I don't think it's going to soar, but it might stay afloat. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be, you know, 600 million worldwide or whatever, but maybe it needs to be Well, never doubt the Disney marketing engine. I don't think it'll push a billion. No. So, hmm. Anything more to say on all that? Not really, I don't think. A surprising recommendation. Try and figure out. Hope they've printed the lyrics on the inside of the CD tray. That shows how old we are. And as and as ever with the Guy Ritchie film, uh, does this mean um, we now have to go and watch his King Arthur one because it might not be as bad as they all said? But... <laughs> no, I think he makes good film, bad film. So mm. the Man from Uncle, good film. I was going to say good film. So the one in the middle can't be great. We do have a duty to Sherlock Holmes, pretty good. Sherlock Holmes, a Game of Shadow. Mm, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we do have a duty to re-recommend going and watching his version of the Man from Uncle. Now from two um, uh, vantage points: one, if you want to see a good Guy Ritchie film of, of recently, and also if you want to see them uh, somebody who can direct and not completely waste. Um, the uh, uh, Army Hammer or no, Superman? Superman. <laughs> um, we also get that in the latest Mission Impossible. If that's really true. Think. Yeah, if you if you um, if you want to see actually, if you if you thought that the Superman that Zack Snyder directed, if you actually want to see Henry was... Cavill's real top lip, go <laughs> yeah, see the Man yeah. from Uncle. And if you think he's bland and emotionless and can't <laughs> act, watch him in the Man from Uncle, or in fact in the Mission Impossible one, because he is great. <laughs> He is really good, and that film. So is somehow we finished off our review of Aladdin. recommending the man from Uncle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Basically recommending Henry Cavell. Yeah, yeah, and sort of Guy Ritchie. That can't be right. Okay. I yes. think we need to finish, and you need a stern talking to. <laughs> we probably do. Keeping on, both on topic, if nothing else. <laughs> okay, so uh, yes, that's the Aladdin um, Disney live action remake. Aladdin 2019. Aladdin 2019. Um, I guess go and see that. Who knew? (laughs) And we'll speak to you again soon.